NHL teammates for 13 seasons. Now back together as on-air teammates. You are listening to the Cass and Juice podcast. Hockey, life, and other stuff. Here are your hosts, Ryan Kessler and Kevin Bieksa. Welcome back, Kess and Juice podcast. We're at episode six already and having a lot of fun. I'm Kevin Bieksa, your host, and joining me, as always, from Michigan. His name is Ryan Kessler. You probably heard of him. He's on the long-term IR for the Ducks right now. How's it going, Kess? <laughs> it's good, buddy. How are you? <laughs> good. You, you're supposed to be skating pretty soon, aren't you, in the new year? Yeah, I'll, I'll be skating soon, but uh, that brings me to why I'm not in such a great mood today. Uh, this company, I won't name them yet. Um, I'm supposed to be getting hockey boards around my sports court so I can flood it. And uh, they told me mid-December and it's now mid-January and they're ghosting me. So <clears throat> I'm going to throw them onto the bus next show if I don't hear, hear from them. Didn't you one year go to Twitter about like an airline or somebody that kind yeah, of? Yeah, airline. I think it was Southwest. No, it was, uh, no, it's, it was, uh, maybe Southwest. I don't know. Yeah. You could do some damage on Twitter cause you have like a million followers or something like that. Right. Yeah. Something like that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's, uh, the topics for this week, it's going to be, we're going to dive into the all-star game and it's coming up. January 24th is the skills and then January 25th is the uh, the actual game or games we should say and you played in a couple I worked the one last year I'm working the one again this year so we'll share quickly our thoughts about that game because it's uh there's different opinions on it right yeah I I agree um I've done a couple and and I really enjoyed them I think it's good for the families and and uh but it is it's draining but we'll talk about that later but let's talk about our new new mics. We oh, heard wow. you. We heard you Twitter. We heard you. We've heard your reviews, and we got we're, new mics. We're coachable. So like when we read, <laughs> we read about complaints, and we hear about how our audio is unacceptable. We make we make stuff happen. So you sound great, Cass. I, I think I sound clear, don't I? Yeah, you sound amazing. Fuck about time, eh? <laughs> about fucking time. Let's call a spade a spade. This is not this is not Kasserai area of expertise. So we're we're deferring to our to our experts. They did a good job of fixing this. Kess and I didn't do shit. No, I I completely agree with you. We had nothing to do with it. Uh, you know, I think uh, our producer Colin he uh, he stepped up to the plate and and uh, got the got it done when we started to bitch. Doesn't Colin have some uh, best selling book out or something like that about his dog? He does, doesn't he? <laughs> What's that called? Well, I, I, can't, I can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> not, it's not important. Just like uh, the, the World Juniors that just ended about a week ago and Canada took home the gold. Did you watch that last game quickly? Uh, no, I did not. But I, uh, I watch highlights and uh, it's pretty impressive how they, uh, they came back to win it. Yeah, it was, they were kind of out of it. But anyways, we'll, we'll dive into that a little bit. And then... Uh, you know, we got Jonathan Bernier coming on. So, goaltender of the Detroit Bernie. Red Wings right now, our boy. Right, we had a good he had year a big win him. last night. We had a good time with him with his time in Anaheim. Can't wait who, to talk to him. Who did they beat last night? They beat Montreal, his hometown. It was huge oh, for him. Oh, that Tabal knack. Yeah, good for him. And then uh, we'll talk about some other things here and there, and just basically just entertain you guys for the next. 
45 to 60 minutes. So Because that's what we do. You're welcome. Entertainers on and off the ice. Okay, Cass, All-Star Game coming up in two weeks in St. Louis, beautiful St. Louis, Missouri. Just won a Stanley Cup last year. Now they get the honor of hosting the, the game. Kind of a central location. Let's start by talking about the decision to play or not play in it, right? Because there's been Ovechkin comes out, and last year he skipped it as well. And then this year he said, you know, he's his body's not ready. He knows his body. Our boy Dylan Larkin had some comments. Um, what do you think? Because you went twice, right? Were you asked any times that you didn't go? Uh, no, definitely uh, both times that I was asked, I went. One was in Carolina. Uh, I went with like, I think, four or five teammates that year. And uh, Vancouver took care of us, flew like my whole family and everybody else's family, private jet cross country. And uh, we had a hell of a time there. And then even better when we, uh, we drove up the road, Murph actually told me not to do it. And I was like, you know what, Murph, this is probably the last time I'm going to be in an all-star game and my son's going to remember this. So, and uh, that was probably my most favorite memory was having Riker shooting the shootout for me from that weekend. That was in LA, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's what it's, that's what it's all about, right? When you have kids and especially when Riker's old enough to actually go on the ice and, and skate and, and participate in the drills, like that's lifelong memories that you, you'll have the video of that stuff for You'll show that at his wedding. Probably. Yeah, exactly. Um, for him, for him, he, he, he loved it. He still remembers it. he upper deck got him a couple posters of him scoring on price and those are up in his room and, he, uh, it's, it's something that, to be honest, none of our family is going to forget. It was, uh, it was a special moment and I'm happy I, I went and didn't skip it, even though I was a little banged up at the time with my hip. Um, but you know, it's not like you, you what do you do? You play 10 minute game, two 10 minute, three on three games. It's not that hard. I mean, what's yeah. the worst thing is the is the skills competition because you stand on the ice for four and a half hours and just like watch people. Then you get, I feel bad for the guys that have to do the uh, the fastest skater. I mean, oh yeah, that's the worst. I right? mean, if I did that now, I'd pull every muscle in my body because all you do is sit around and then all of a sudden they're like, oh, hey, you're up. Let's go. Oh, all right. Dean, warm up. Let's go. You know what's a you know what's funny about I, I worked the game in San Jose last year and we did like a test run where the media shows up the day before and they do like a test run through every obstacle with um, like just kids and and there were some of the women that were going to be participating the next day and you go through like the whole uh, skills competition so they could time everything and see how it works and and then the next day when the NHL guys do it you're right like the guys in the fastest skater. They're just like sitting on benches, cruising around. Some of them have their kids there. And then they go and they skate in this thing where it's like there's a little bit of pride on the table too when you go in because you don't want to come in last because there was the one girl from the American national team, Kendall Coyne. I mean, she went and she was She like, was fast. She was she fast. Was and she jacked go first? Up. She went first. She's jacked up. She like She's warmed up. She goes as hard as she can. And now you got to follow that and you have no helmet on on top of that. Like it's, I think Heiskanen, Heiskanen bit it. He fell around the first corner and it's just a disaster waiting to happen. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. It's, we used to do it all the time with Vancouver. Right. And, and it was to a lesser extent, like scale wise, but still you're cold. And then all of a sudden they're like, all right, let's go. Let's skate as fast as you can around the ice. I'm surprised more people don't get hurt. 
Remember when they would come into the dressing room with the list? Because you wouldn't know what skills you're like in Vancouver. I'm talking about when you wouldn't know what skills you're competing in every year. And then they come in with the list. And when you're an older guy, you grab the <laughs> list. You're like, nope, not doing that. Not doing that. Not doing that. And then all the young guys would have to do the fast. You think game. you think that only happens? That happens at the All-Star game too. Nope, not doing that. Not doing that. Yeah. Because when I my first year, I was the assistant captain. That's That was one of the years where they did the draft, right? Yeah. So we drafted all the players and then it was Stahl was the captain. Then it was me and, and maybe Mike Green or, or Patrick Kane. One of, but we got the pick. We sat in a room by ourselves. We got the pick who got to go in which competition. So obviously as captains, you pick which one you're, you want to do and then you fill in the voids. But it was... Uh, not I, my second one, it was guys making deals. Okay. I'll do this for you. If you go for me for this, if you do this. So it's, it's pretty funny to see when behind the scenes where guys are trying to make deals cause they don't want to do the fastest skater. There was they um, don't make winning every time. Well, yeah, like well, <laughs> most, most likely. And, and last year there was this event. I don't know. I think they're having it again this year. It was like a passing event. So you had to you had to go around the net and you had to make a pass and hit like this uh, stationary device on the ice. And then you had to go make another pass up the middle, then the third one. And then when you got to the neutral zone, you had to sauce pucks like across the ice zone into this tiny little net. And you had to keep going until you <laughs> got into the net. So I remember like a couple guys going and everybody got stuck on that middle part. And they're like, okay, when you miss like the first three, four, five, like there's a, there's a point where embarrassment sets in and you're like, oh, holy terrible, shit. Right? like everyone's watching. And, and I think, I think Ryan O'Reilly was mic'd up. So he's talking to us on Sportsnet while he's actually doing the competition. And he's like, holy shit. Like this is brutal. Like, this is so <laughs> and then after he's like, what a terrible event. Like I'm never doing that again. I can't remember if it was him or not. He was definitely mic'd up, but there was somebody that went and they're like, I'm never doing this event again. Like it was just embarrassing, right? Embarrassed them. Yeah. I mean, uh, Riker, Riker watches all those events on, on YouTube, on the TV. And, and, uh, so I, I glance up and see it and the one where they got to pick the puck up and throw it through the, uh, the hole at different levels and then shoot it in the net. It's, it's, I mean, at one point it's pretty incredible that they can do that, but another point it's, it's, <laughs> It's not the best event, right? Yeah, so that's I think that's the same event. That was the last part, I think. That was the last part of it. Maybe, but uh, I think they allowed the guys to go get a fresh stick. Because you know, like when you pick the puck up and you do that that lacrosse move, if you have like yeah. a clean clean tape and, and if you have a dry puck, it's way easier, right? Like it's impossible. If you use uh, Gordy Howe tape too, get that sticky tape on there. Yeah, but people don't know that. When the puck is like ice and cold and, st- and, and freezing and your stick is already wet, you, it's impossible almost to pick it up. Yeah. No, I agree. But anyways, so look, looking forward to that. Uh, like go back to the, the decision though quickly. We never really talked about that. So Larkin, our boy Larkin says kind of tongue in cheek, you know, please don't vote for me. I like my days off. Ovechkin says his thing. And then Berkey, Brian Burke, who drafted both you and I, who's an old school guy, uh, he comes out and says, you know, you should be honored to, to be selected and you should go unless you're injured or you're Ovechkin when you've been to like 15 all-star games and, you know, you go to the Stanley Cup finals and all that stuff. What do you think about that? Yeah, you know, obviously Ovi's been to the all-star game 
more times than you can count. And I think it's hard for, for a player to travel cross country. That's what I think's hard. Um, but if it's, if, if it's in, it's in St. Louis, it's not that far for OB. So I don't know what, what injury wise he's t- dealing with. And, or I mean, I mean, what is he 45 now? So who he's younger who than us. He's younger than you and I, <laughs> Oh, sorry. He looks 45. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but Ovi, Ovi's, uh, <clears throat> I don't know. You probably didn't hear a Berkey said Ovi, I think gets a pass, right? Like he's been to so many of these in a row. Or maybe yeah, that's what it. I said. Yeah, maybe. No, maybe I, I, I'm giving him a pass. I, I'm fine if he's banged up like he says he is. I don't think he should have to go the one game suspension. I don't know if I agree with, but um, it's who cares? Rules. All who cares about no, that? No, you, would exactly. you care about if for Ovi? He's like perfect, one extra day off. If I had Alexander Ovechkin and on my team, and I was a GM or an owner, and he got suspended one game, I'd I'd send him to like Cabo for for a week. Say, go have fun. I'll see you back here on, on pregame skate whenever it is, whenever you can play again. Well, that's what the Spurs would do, right? When Popovich was the coach there and they had the dynasty, he would strategically give weeks off during the year to do his to Tim Duncan, Ginobili, and, and Parker, right? They would go – so if they had like a grueling one-week road trip, give them the whole week off, and they would go on a, like a little vacation just to relax with their wife or something, their kids. That's amazing. That's where the league's going, hopefully. <laughs> hey, do you remember um, back in like the 2011, 12, 13 uh, kind of time when we had that big rivalry with Chicago? Every time they played us in the middle of the season, it seemed like they had a week off before that and their whole team would go to Vegas. Quinville would take them to Vegas for four or five days. Remember yeah. yeah, it was either the, the game before or they would come back and play us after. And I know the game before they'd all all be so jacked up they'd beat us like nine to two every time, and they'd be like, "We got to get this game over with. We're going to Vegas," and they'd honestly go for like three four days. It was crazy. I remember talking to I can't remember if it was Taves or somebody else on that team, and and I said like, "So when you go you go there and then you what you practice every day? You practice twice a day." And they're like, "No, like we don't skate for the first two to three days, and then we start practicing, and then we go back." It's just like a team bonding, like go and gamble and drink and go to shows and just basically recover from the grind of the season. It and breaks up the season, right? Fuck, it was the same like, time every year, right? It was the same time, and they and they always made long runs in the playoffs. Yeah, they figured it out, eh? <laughs> <laughs> so the All-Star game in St. Louis is obviously not like a prime location to go, but... We, we both seem to think, especially if you're a younger guy, the honor of getting chosen, you should, probably should go, right? Like, I got to go. I don't, I don't want to go. Sports not making me go. Yeah, if, if, if Larkin's hurt or, or, or if you're just a young guy that declines, I, I think you got to go. Um, it's, it's an honor, and you got to treat it like that. It's probably Larkin's fifth All-Star game already, but still, I mean – People want to go see Dylan Mark and they don't want to come see me at the all-star game. Right. Well, yeah, you're right. Yeah. (laughs) Well, seriously, if he doesn't go though, who goes on Detroit, you know, somebody that's not as popular as, as him, right? Yeah. Bernier. Yeah. Great Twitter guy though. Great, great body on him. (laughs) Great body. You know what? My son Cole went with me last year and he's and he's really looking forward to going again this year. He loves it. 
he sits in the stands with his one buddy and he loves everything about it. I remember last year him telling me, dad, this was the coolest thing ever. Like this was the best weekend. And I'm, and I'm working the whole weekend. So, you know, it's, it's, it's fun, but it's not, it's not as fun for me. Right. And he's no. like, I, lo- I love the skills. I loved the game set up. He, he really enjoyed it just from a, a kid fan's perspective. They love it. The kids. Oh, a hundred percent. Imagine if you were a kid and you got to go down and see the all-star game and the skills competition. I mean, that would be unreal for me. Like f- for me as a kid, I always watched the skills competition. I always thought it was the coolest thing ever. And, and it's, it's unreal that your son gets to do that. My favorite was the old Wales against the Campbell conference. It was, <laughs> remember that one is Gretzky versus Lemieux. No, you're too old for me, bud. I don't remember that. <laughs> Are you kidding me? You don't remember that when they had the, Adams? I remember that. Jesus. I'm just giving you shit. Wow. Okay. Well, what, what were the four divisions then? Campbell's Wales, uh no wrong those are conferences oh uh i don't atlantic no that's after i don't know then there was the uh, adams division boston montreal quebec like those teams the norris had like chicago toronto st louis yeah see i don't remember this the patrick division had like the East Coast teams, the New Yorks and New Jersey, and then the Smite division had like LA, Vancouver, and the West West teams. Once again, don't remember. But that's my childhood. I used to write down in a book the standings. You're a lot school. older than me, so oh, that explains. Let's move on. <laughs> so World Junior Tournament is over now in uh, Ostrava, Czech Republic, I believe. Is that right? Yeah, that's where it was. Uh, Canada repeated with the win. It was a great game. But let's go back to like what happened with the U.S. team. They were a pre-tournament favorite. They had a lot of high draft picks cast. Did you, did you watch the U.S. at all? And what happened with them? I watched a couple games, yeah. Uh, they just lost in the quarters. Um, you know, I, I think when you don't make the medal rounds, it's kind of a, a slap to the face. But, you know, with how uh, resilient USA hockey is, I, I believe they're going to uh, they're going to come back with a vengeance and uh, win the tournament. Win the tournament next year. It's Mark really a down. yeah, God, mark it down. It's really a five team tournament, in my opinion, right? And if you get one of those one of those teams in the quarters, so who they they had Finland in the quarters, right? Finland, yeah. It's Finland, Sweden, U.S., Canada, Russia, right? So if you get a hard quarterfinal matchup, so that's why I think the medal ra- or sorry the preliminary rounds are so important, so you don't get one of those tough teams in the quarters. No. Yeah, and with the national team development program, I don't think it's going to hurt them too much. I mean, since we won in two thousand two, we've medaled in the under eighteens every year, which that's kind of the big thing with the national team right you come in as a 16 year old you play and basically get your ass kicked but now they're pretty good um as a 17 then you know under 18s you play and and you win everything and and when i played we won everything and since then i want to say they've medaled every time and they won the gold 10 times so and that's since 2002 so you can say they're they're dominating Right, they just got to bring it over to well, World Juniors, well, which you is could, different. You could say that, but I would say that's a very glasses half full opinion. Well, you know, <laughs> like the if we're talking, 18. yeah, but if you're talking about the U.S. national team, I, I think World Juniors has nothing to do with the U.S. national team. 
development program, I'm, I'm saying, in Plymouth. I think what they're doing there is special. And I, I think, to be honest, that's the one thing Canada's lacking, which I don't know how they do it, but um, I believe they need to start that in Canada. Absolutely. They should. That program's huge. Everyone that comes out of that seems to be successful. And I don't know, I don't know a ton about what they do there and how they train. You do. You were there, right? Yeah, yeah. They they basically train you start off and you I remember just learning how to lift weights and learning how to, you know, you start with a broomstick on all these Olympic lifts, then you go on and, and for me back then that was a big thing, right? And then they have a boxing coach, a skating coach. You skate every day, you go to school together, you you train together, you live together. It's a uh it's a special program and uh I was fortunate enough to stay at my high school during uh during my time there and traveled because before when I was there it was in Ann Arbor and they just they just moved to Plymouth two years ago, I wanna say, and their facility's unreal now. They took over the old Plymouth Whalers facility and, and added on a new gym and it's uh it's stay of the art now. Yeah, that's that's cool. Canada doesn't have that per se, and they rely on the Canadian Hockey League, I guess, to really to grow their their players. Uh, and a lot of these guys, when they go to the under eighteen program, and I remember when I went to the under sixteen program to that, those tryouts and everything, you're seeing these people for the first time. And then when you make the team, you know, if you get the guys out west, you don't you've never seen those guys before. You've never played with them. The guys in Quebec, same thing. So. It's it's actually pretty impressive that Canada does so well because they certainly could benefit from a program like that. But this year, their tournament, they, they're doing well, and then they get Russia in the preliminary rounds, and Russia just pumps them. Six nothing, like beats the wheels off of them. Didn't see the game, but like saw the highlights and the goals against, and goalie let in a couple suspect, but it looked like they just got dominated by Russia. And then they get them in the gold medal game, which is awesome, right? Leading up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Chance, chance for revenge. So I watched that full game, and Russia's up three one, and they just look like they're they're so hard to penetrate. Like they're so big. They look bigger to me than Canada did. I don't know if it was an optical illusion because of the black jerseys that Canada had on, but they look way bigger, way tougher. Like their D were look like men. Canada couldn't get anything going, and then they kind of come back and get a couple goals. The one lucky goal off uh, a forward in front's leg, and then their captain. <laughs> So think about from your perspective, you're an American, right? So you probably don't love like the Canadian national teams because you're used to playing against them. So the Canadian captain, I don't know if you remember, he keeps his helmet on for the national anthem when Russia thumps him six now. Yeah. yeah, I heard that. Right? And people are <laughs> yeah. like, oh, he's like, he was focused. He was thinking about the game and debriefing. And uh, first no, of all, he was you pouting. He was pouting. Let's let's call let's call it how it is. Like you're telling me, none of his teammates like, hey, bro, like your helmet's on, take it off. Uh, I didn't like that move. I think it's disrespectful, but um, you know, give him the benefit of the doubt and say maybe he didn't. But at the same time, I love the fact that Canada beat Russia because I am not a big Russia fan. Good. That's interesting because I wondered what your opinion would be on those two teams. So anyways, the guy, the captain, Hayton, he scores the tying goal in the power play with, <laughs> with most likely um, probably a separated AC joint by, from everything that I heard. And, and Mike Bernstein's the trainer who we had in Vancouver for yeah. seven years. Mm-hmm. He's an awesome guy. And I haven't, I've talked to him to congratulate him, but I didn't talk to him yet about, but from what they were saying with that Hayden, I, 
pretty sure he had an AC joint separation. He played through it in the last game, which you know you've had it, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. it's yeah, you it can hurts. you can play through it, but it's really really painful. Yeah, yeah it hurts. But the kid scores the the tying goal in the power play, and then after he's just hoisting the cup, and I'm just thinking, oh my god, what are the Russians thinking? <laughs> They want to murder him. That's what they're thinking. <laughs> <laughs> but Canada um, comes from behind, down three-one with like ten minutes left. Don't don't look like they can really get a sniff. And then the guy who scores the game winner is that guy who I don't know exactly where he slotted in on their team, but he was like a third or fourth line guy who was probably a superstar on his junior team. But he comes to the the team, takes a lesser role just to help them win. He's like a third or fourth line guy in the team. And I remember earlier in the game, him just eating pucks on the PK, like blocking like shots from like 20 feet away. And like, like a Ryan oh. Johnson. Exactly. And I, so much that I noticed him. I think I'm watching the game with Katie. And I'm like, watch, look at that guy. That guy is just a stud out there, right? And he scores the game winner. That's amazing. Wasn't Just meat Peter, and potatoes, guys. Didn't Peter Klima do that the one year? Yeah, he sat on the bench for like four overtimes, then came in uh, – scored in overtime to put them that was Edmonton or LA which one I have a vague memory of of this but I know I know exactly he's known for that goal right yeah oh yeah he's known for that goal and I wish I wish we knew more of the details of it because what a what a lesson for kids yeah right like kids that like want to want to pout and you know I'm not playing whatever you just you just stay ready on the bench and then you go out and and I always tell kids, like, no matter what your position is on your team or how many minutes you get, every time you're on the ice, you have an, you have a chance to determine the outcome of the game, good or bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it was for, for Edmonton. It was the third overtime. He sat on the bench all overtime. Wow. So he's just ice cold. Yeah. Do you remember the game that we went to four overtimes? Yeah, I broke my hand. In that game? Oh, early yeah, yeah. in the game. No, no, no. It was uh it was a fourth overtime. I blocked Trevor Daly's shot, shattered my finger, stubborn, played through it. And then I was leaving the bench when uh was it Hank that scored? Yeah, uh, I think it was Danny. Hank to Danny. Dan yeah, and then uh I uh <laughs> celebrated with the boys on the ice, then I was up till like five in the morning getting surgery. Displaced knuckle or something. I I don't know what I had. I, that was my first ever playoff game, and it went to four overtimes. I played, I played fifty six minutes that night. I, I just remember it's the most tired I've ever been on the ice before, and well, in the dressing room in between. Yeah, it was it was unbelievable. I I don't know if you recall, but it was my first game back from hip surgery, and I came back in like nine weeks, and the doctor told the GM and the coaches that I was only allowed to play. 10 minutes and at the end of the night I think I had 45 <laughs> I, re- I remember that because you came back in record time you to to play right in the playoffs yeah because that was uh, I, that was my first playoff game too I believe or no it wasn't my yeah. first playoff game did you play one the year before the yeah the year before yeah but it was it was a big deal for me to come back and play and we were playing Dallas and it was just a fluke injury blocked a shot and broke my hand Fuck, that's got to be the low point of your life, eh? Like rush oh. to come back from nine, how long, nine weeks, you said, to come back from hip surgery? Nine weeks, yeah. And then your first game, you break your hand, and then you were done, weren't you? Yeah, they said 12 to 16 weeks to come back. And then uh, came back, broke my hand, um, 
then I had surgery. I was out like six to eight or something. It was, uh, it was terrible. Oh, you know, I, I remember in that game, uh, I think it was like in the second or third overtime and and keep in mind again, this is my first playoff game in the NHL and and it could have been yours or whatever, but Medano was their captain and he's skating around in like the third overtime and he skates by him and he goes, well, somebody just fucking score. Like, who cares? Who? <laughs> it's the first game. It's like, game one. Yeah. I remember like, he said it to me just, too. Let's just go home. And it's funny because we ended up winning that series in seven games. And that, so that game yeah. mattered. Mattered yeah. a ton. And Turco had, like, we're, we're getting off topic here, but who cares? Like, Turco had three shutouts in that series and they lost the series 4 3. <laughs> Fuck. That's going back, eh? Yeah. But yeah, getting back to World Juniors, it's, uh, yeah, I'm happy for Canada. They uh, they deserve to win. And uh, it's a good feeling when you come back from a 3-1 deficit and you think, you know, it's closing out and you're going to lose. And then one goal, two goal, three goals, and, and all of a sudden you're, uh, you won the tournament and you're a gold medalist. That's almost the best way to win it with a comeback like that against a team that just pumped you earlier in the turn. It's like probably a storybook ending, right? Cause you think you're going to lose. And 100%. then after you, you feel so good about yourself and captain's called the, a miracle, miracle, uh, uh, Americana ice Canada edition. No, it's called, it's called justice. <laughs> justice. <laughs> justice. Remember when I used to use that term? Well, I coined the term justice for every time that I did something, something good would happen to me. I'm like, it's justice. Okay. So, yeah, I know. Enough of that. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> so my, I'm gonna pump my wife's tires a little bit. She's going to Vancouver next week, and she's she's got meetings with her editor and her publisher. She's gonna publish her second book. And you read the first one, right, Cass? Newport. Yeah. Game. Yeah. Amazing. You seem to think that you were the star of the of the book when. <laughs> well, we were both in it. <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> uh, fuck I really hope not <laughs> I remember people coming up to me after when they found out that she wrote the book and published it and they're like oh is it an autobiography and I go well, fuck I sure hope not because the wife ends up cheating on the husband with her, with one of his work colleagues so I hope it's not true or the joke's on me with a guy named Ryan right with a good looking smooth talking guy named Ryan yeah well smooth talking that's not me so can't be me no you're more of a grunter <laughs> <laughs> so she's going to she's going to Vancouver next week and uh leaving me home with the kids which is totally fine but she goes and she has you know meetings every day and then she's gonna get the second book published and then you know what she does though in my opinion she goes and she sits at the pack rim lounge and she just that's where her meetings are so she sets up shop at the best pack hotel rim. in the league by the way isn't like it? we've been to a lot of hotels and Pac Rim is by far the best hotel in the league. All the guys get excited for it. It's a, uh, it's a good hotel, but we never really got to spend time in the lobby lounge, but we walked by it and it just slammed every time. Great well, scene. Live music all the time. There's the piano bar, there's live music, there's unbelievable sushi, food, drinks, and then you're like right on the ocean, right? So you can see like the Olympic uh, torch and everything. It's a good location. So, so when she actually talks to me, she doesn't answer her phone when she's on the road, but when she actually talks to me, <laughs> it's FaceTime from the Packram lounge. Is that fair? Yeah. I mean, do you call her when you're on the road? Always. 
All right, then yeah, that's not fair. She needs to call you more. So let's turn this to Andrea. Where's Andrea going next? <laughs> uh, to the Michigan uh, 7-Eleven? Yeah, <laughs> yeah she, she just got back from picking up my kids at school. <laughs> Snow tires? Uh, I think the next trip we're going to be a part is the uh, guys trip with you, me and you. We're going to have yeah. to do this from the road. So we uh, we will do that from the road. So Kess yeah, and I, fun. you know what? Let's not even tell the people about that. No. Let's wait. Let's wait, and then we'll uh, we'll tell them when it's happening, and we'll yeah, explain what, what we're what we're doing. That's a nice little surprise for the uh, for the future. Sound good? Yeah. Did you watch Jeopardy, by the way? Uh, yeah, I do. Not a ton, but I, I really did. You like watch it. it? Did you watch the champions? No, I didn't. I don't understand how one guy can have that much information. I know you got a lot of information in that brain, like a lot of useless information, but like this guy is there's nerd. Yeah, what was his name? Ken? I think oh, that Ken. guy? Ken Jennings? Yeah. yeah, he's unreal, man. Yeah, he's that guy that won every friggin' episode well, for it was him straight. and then two other champions, and neither guy came close. Just a nerd battle. Well, you know what? I, I don't know the exact story behind jeopardy but do they give you the topics before you go on i have no idea that's something we got to look up they must we'll have alex trebek as a host they must get <laughs> and we're gonna have to have barrett barrett hayden as a guest too to kind of clear the air because he's he's captain canada now he's the hero yeah superman he's the butt no you're superman super Cass. no i'm super Cass. he's superman <laughs> special k <laughs> all right enough of that shit now we got a good buddy of both of ours one of the best guys in the league um jonathan bernier what do you think about him juice well i think the the interview is probably going to start a little bit late because french guys always are late with their <laughs> meetings so he'll he'll hopefully call in a couple minutes after the scheduled time and i'm looking forward to talking to him because we he's we'll talk about this a little more but he's a normal dude for a goalie which you can't say too often Right. Yeah, there's not too many normal goalies out there. And by normal, we mean like something's a little off with them, right? Like just weird. But like, like Bernie's actually normal. <laughs> <laughs> like something's definitely wrong with a lot of them, right? Like a lot of them, there's like, you're like, you don't know what it is sometimes where you're like, something's wrong with that guy at some point. Like something, something happened to him. Or like, <laughs> but anyways, we can't figure that out with Bernie. Bernie seems like a normal dude, so like a fun guy to hang with. We're going we're gonna to dig in here. We're going to try to find out what's wrong with him. You're listening to the Cass and Juice Podcast. Our next guest, number six on Cass and Juice Podcast, is a former first-round draft pick, 11th overall in 2006 to the LA Kings. He played for the LA Kings and won a Stanley Cup in 2012, followed by Toronto. Anaheim, where he played with Kess and I, Colorado, which nobody remembers, and now he's with the Detroit Red Wings. He has his helicopter pilot's license, which he'll hopefully explain what that means. And probably most importantly, he has the best body of any goalie I've ever seen. He's from, <laughs> he's from that's true, right, Kess? Yeah. He's, he's from Laval, Quebec, Jonathan Bernier. How's it going, Bernie? Good, you boys? <laughs> Good body, yeah. <laughs> well, you know what? If you're if you're one of the lucky seventy thousand to follow your Instagram account, there's there's a lot of pictures on your uh, paddle boards and at your nice cottage in the summer with your shirt off. 
Yeah, definitely. Uh, my wife seems to post a lot of picture with me uh, with no shirt on. Whoa, oh, it's your wife, huh? Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. I think it's on your account, isn't it? <laughs> repost, repost. Repost, okay. Probably one of the best looking couples that we've ever played with, I guess. Well, you know what? I've been with the show with uh, Bernie a lot of times and a lot of the other goalies, and he is by far the best uh, best body of a goaltender I've ever seen. So, <laughs> Good-looking couple, too. Good-looking kids. You got a kid on the way, right? Yeah, he's uh, he's eight months now. So, yeah. Oh, he's eight months now? Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. Nice. Had him last uh, in April, last April. So, how's, how's Tyler like being a big brother? He's good, actually. He's, uh, you know, you never know when they they're they have five years different, right? But he's uh, he loves him. Like every morning, gets up, gives him a kiss. Like he's he's a really good brother. That's good, buddy. Let's uh, let's dial this back a bit and let's go back to 2012 when you're with LA, right? And just just kind of talk about a little, a little hockey talk for all those people that want to know the X's and O's and the ins and outs of hockey. So you guys win the cup in 2012. What uh, and you played on a bunch of different teams since then, right? So, what what are some of the things that you remember about that team? Because I remember what kind of team you guys were for probably five, six, seven years. Kess and I played a ton against you guys. What are some of the things that you remember about that team and like why you guys were so good for so long? I mean, I think we were we were good, but we um, I remember at that point we couldn't score, so we were obviously winning games one nothing, two one. Um, we were by Christmas we're. I don't think we had a great record. We fired, um, we fired our coach, hired Sutter, and I think it kind of changed our dynamic. And we had to win our last game in San Jose uh, to make the playoffs. So that was, you know, obviously, uh, once you're in the playoff, you just never know. But we knew we had a team to, to be good and successful in the playoff, and we did. Um, we just knew how to play a full 60 minutes, good defense. We weren't given much, but we were hoping to have a good power play and a good PK. And we, you know, it was pretty impressive. Like we, I don't think we lost one game on the road that whole playoff. So we'd come back home and, you know, win one or two. And we, we had two swept, I think. Um, so it was pretty special. Yeah, your, your style of play, though, you guys, like it was a very like heavy, like remember back then there wasn't, uh, there was more teams that played that way. Yeah, these days, and especially you're on the east now, so you you see a different style of game in front of you. You guys were heavy though, remember that? We were, we were super heavy. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it was still like, like you said, like that's like, you know, that's a long time ago. The game games changed so much now. You know, younger guys, a lot of skills, a lot of speeds. I uh, can't cook anymore. So you know, obviously we were a mean team, heavy. You know, hit a lot. Like kind of like a scary team to play against, you know. And I remember that. To me, the the turning point was actually against Van when uh, Dustin Brown hit uh, Sedin right in the center center ice. Um, I thought it yeah, kind of just yeah. You remember that? I think I think like in our room, we kind of felt like that was like a turning point in the first round. Well, I I jumped him after that hit, and I got a penalty. It was. Uh, <laughs> It was like a four-on-four four play, and Henrik kind of held up at the blue line and tried to buy time for somebody to tag up, and then Brown kind of came back and just steamrolled him. Right yeah, right he, it was a heavy hit. I remember that. Dirty. Yeah, it was... Dirty, I, I, dirty like, though. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> he was hard to hit. Obviously, he was one of the best players in the league. But I just think, like, to, like being in the room and being in that with that team, I just felt like that was our turning point as a team. Like, that hit just kind of just kind of turned, our, you know, the table around. So, so then you go to Toronto, right? And you're in the center of the hockey universe. What, what was it like playing? Well, seriously, though, like, when yeah. it's, it's a different animal, and that's that was your only Canadian team you've played for to date. So, like, yeah, what was that like, especially as a goalie? It was it was hard. I think the biggest thing for me, looking back, um, I wish I would have played more before going to Toronto. Like, I kind of. I was a backup in LA. Even if I would have had to spend a couple more years in the A, I think it would have been better to go right into the NHL as a number one. Like I was, you know, sitting most of the night for three, four years, and then you go and and you know you're you're trying to play 55, 60 games, and that was kind of tough, you know. And I thought my first year everything went well. Obviously, got a a knee uh, knee injury to, towards the end of the season. I had a great season. I think my numbers were top top ten, top five in the league. And then after that, they they started to trade everybody. Uh, when Shani came on board, fired Randy Carla. I think we were one point away from from a wild card, and then it just went went the opposite right after that. Did you you like Randy? Did you like playing for him? I did. I did. Uh, obviously, I had him uh, with you guys in. Uh, in Anaheim and in Toronto for a year and a half. So I, he, he was he was good to me. So then you come to Anaheim and you get to the pleasure of playing with Kess and I. Yeah, and then, what a treat. <laughs> what a treat. <laughs> and then how was that for you? Because I know that's that's when Kess decided that he wanted to get a sleeve uh, tattoo on his arm. <laughs> <laughs> Saw him in the shower. <laughs> jealous. Yeah, jealous. <laughs> <laughs> that was, you, you know what I I think um, that team was as good as when I was in LA the year we won to be honest um, um, you know obviously we you know Gibby going down I, I you know I ended up playing more games than I was supposed to and turned out to be good for me for, for my future but um, obviously I wish I would have had a better game six against Nash and that's the way it is when it's tough when you don't play for two, three weeks and you come in in the playoffs. But, um, I, I thought personally that team was as good as any team I've had. And it, it's just the way it is, you know, that's playoff. It, that's why it's so hard to win. You can have the best team. It's just things needs to fall perfect to win. I said the same thing. Like when, when we lost that year, uh, when I lost in Game Seven of the of the finals, I I was just more upset in, in Nash after we lost that game because it just felt like our team was so good that we felt like we were a good enough team to win. I guess you, Do you remember where we ate. Do you remember where we ate after the game? In the dumpster? No. You don't remember? It was just me and you. After a game, after we lost out, we went and got a big greasy burger at that uh, <laughs> hole in the wall on on the main street. And remember that guy was coming up to us trying to give us shots. Yeah, yeah. That was- <laughs> oh, yeah. That's right. That's right. And we just consumed as much alcohol to just numb our pain. Yeah, yeah pretty much. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. It was a, it was a tough feeling for sure. Yeah, I mean, you were put in a tough position there, and you know. You didn't let us down. We let you down. Yeah, I was, don't think we was, played very good in front of you. And, and you know what? Nash had our number that year. Um, 
but I, I still thought that was a team that was going to go all the way. We had, we were kind of built like the 2011 Canucks team that we went to the finals with. We had two solid goalies, and that's where you start, right? Yeah. In case yeah. someone gets hurt, I mean, you don't load a goalie too much during the regular season, and then you uh, you just build your way out from there. And I I felt we didn't have a weakness. We just couldn't couldn't pull it together. Yeah. No. We had a. Yeah, that's why I said, you know, you just to to make it the final or even like, you know, even just to make it the final, everything's got to fall perfect, you know. So, um, you know, looking back, you're like, man, I wish I would have done this or this. But obviously that's that's the game, game you know. No, oh, exactly. So then now you're in Detroit, so we don't really need to talk about playoffs anymore. <laughs> so let's so let's talk about Detroit. <laughs> like, uh, let's talk about God's country. How nice is it here? Yeah, I just moved back, so like I'm really liking it. You still go back to Cali or full time here now? Full time. I moved back. So you're my neighbor. Did you lose my number? <laughs> I know you're busy. <laughs> I'll I'll be uh, once the season's over. I'll I'll be able to come over in your mansion Perfect. on the lake. <laughs> so do you you're, have... you're gonna buy the mansion next to me on the lake? You know that house sold for a penny, right? Yeah, one penny. One penny. Wow. I yeah. wish. <laughs> no, that's what it sold for. Seriously. Really? Yeah. Uh, it must have been an inside gig, the, the, but it sold for a penny. Wow. The real estate agent looked into it. Thanks for yeah, letting that's, me that's know. Like a, that's a hand-me-down to the family. So <laughs> yeah, right? For sure. So, Bernie, so after after your last taste of uh, playoff hockey, you go and you get your helicopter pilot's license. Like, First of all, what, what does that mean? What are you going to do with it? Do you have a helicopter? Can you pick us up? So, yeah, I could. Uh, I'd be pretty far for Cali, but um, no. So <laughs> what what happened is obviously I live in, on the lake in the summertime and I was going to get my uh, float plane license. And uh, my buddy had his float plane, so went with him. I kind of It was a great experience. And then he's like, but I'm getting my helicopter license. So you should come and, and try it out first and decide which one you like better. And I just fell in love with helicopters, so I just decided to, during the season, I read all the books and did my exam, and then you got to put up about 40, 50 hours, so just kind of did that on my spare time. So now I can fly on my own. You can fly yeah. on your own? Yeah. Hey, Juice, he showed me a video that uh, he takes off right from his house, so his house is on the lake, and he jumps on the helicopter and flies to Michigan. <laughs> I'm not lying. Yeah, this really true. happened. Yeah. <laughs> you sound like you sound like David Booth. Did you, was he at training camp that year, Bernie? That you no. were there? Well, I I I played with Boother in uh, in Toronto. Uh, but I know so his story. His story quickly, not to take away from uh, from what's what we're talking about, but he flies to Anaheim for training camp. He flies his own plane, and his wife won't even go with him. She's like, "This guy's like push, pushing buttons, like he's doing everything, right?" Like, like <laughs> he flies his plane from Kelowna. He gets over Washington and he actually goes too high. So like the one vent freezes because he's too high and his engine cuts out. So now he's flying on one engine for 10 minutes. Then the other engine cuts out. Do you remember him telling us a story, Cass? Yeah. Uh So he's flying with no engine. So he's calling down to the control tower and they're like, sorry, like, (laughs) like, good luck, man. Like, we don't know what's going to happen. So he's got other pilots calling him in like, hey, man, good luck. He thinks he's just going to eventually just 
go to the ground and descend, right? So, so this guy's like, oh, this is serious. Like, I'm probably going to die. So then I guess as he got lower, the thing he thawed, and he's just, again, pushing buttons and touching stuff. <laughs> but, so that's probably like what you fly. So like the, the thing de thaws, and then all of a sudden he starts, regains power, and the control tower says, oh, like, thank God, you know, we didn't know what was going to happen. Like, you should land it, and we'll have our mechanics look at it. And he goes, no, I got to go to training camp, so I'm just going to keep going. But uh, thanks thanks for the offer. Like, no oh, way. Like, bud, you got to land this thing. Like, you know, <laughs> and he goes, no, I got training Like, camp. nothing's wrong. Uh, <laughs> so, like, I hope you follow the rules. Yeah, you have to. You know, it's it, it's, it was probably one of those where he didn't pull the carb, carb eat. So like the the engine will freeze technically if you don't do that. So it's not a good thing. You kind of sound like you know what you're talking about. Yeah, a little bit. You got to read, right? Weekend you- course, right? <laughs> 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 so is there room at your cottage for another toy? Because you got toys everywhere there. Yeah, I do have toys everywhere. No, there's not much room now. We actually just sold it last week, building a new one. You sold that old cottage. Yeah. Right? I've seen all the pictures and videos of. Yeah. Yeah. And you're building a new one. Yeah. That's exciting. Yeah, no? that is. Yeah. I'm very excited, actually. I don't know. It's going to be a lot, but hopefully it comes together nice and easy. What are we saying? 20, 30,000 square feet? No. <laughs> <laughs> That's your you house, right? Uh, <laughs> I hope you sold the old one to your brother for a penny. <laughs> right? Well, if you give me some some of your money, I will. Uh, I think you've done fine for yourself, bud. <laughs> let's let's go uh, quickly to this eleven game win streak that we were talking about before we started this. And uh, and first of all, like I'm looking at your bio, and it says quick reflexes and quiet pads are solid assets for a goaltender to have, and you have both of them. You're a hybrid stand up butterfly style goalie. What the hell does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> Like how can you be a hybrid between stand up and butterfly? Like you only go down sometimes. You're a yeah. butterfly goalie. Yeah, now I'm more a butterfly goalie. But yeah, when I came up, it was you know it changed so much. But I used to stand up a little bit more. If the shot was high, I would stand up. I still do it once in a while, but not as much as I used to. So it's more like you read the release. That's what it means. A hybrid. Who is uh, who's your best goalie coach you've had? Uh, <laughs> can't, can't be French. Can't be French. Can't be French. Um, I really like the, um, for, you know, I have my goalie coach in the summer that I've been working uh, with forever. He's with the Mont- Montreal's farm team, but, uh, UC in Colorado was pretty good. He was uh, very technical and there's some stuff I couldn't really do. We call it reverse VH on the post and you know, all the older goalies, it, it's tough. You know, when you have those young kids that's been doing it for since they're 10 years old, they come up and they do it. You try to learn from them, but it's still hard. So we worked at it a lot. And I find like my post game is, is a lot better now. Is that when you have like, you're, you're hugging the post, you got the one knee down now? Yeah, exactly. Instead of, it used to be on the post, your leg was up. Now it's the opposite. So you can push off? Yeah. Listen to me, like knowing just a goaltender expert. You goalie now? (laughs) Hey, Bernie, I gotta get you. I uh, I'm the head coach of uh, Little Caesars now. 
2010. Oh, yeah? I'm coaching Riker. Yeah, I got to get you coming out to work with our goalies. I have no <laughs> idea what the hell I'm doing out there. <laughs> uh, you're probably yeah, yeah, saying, stop, stop the puck. Push across. Stop the puck, eh? That's all you got to do. Stop yeah, the puck. <laughs> that's what you used to tell me. Just go out there, stop the puck, Bernie. Yeah. Got an easy job. Just stop the puck, Bernie. <laughs> <laughs> So what's what's going on the rest of the year at Detroit? You guys got a tough tough team this year, like a little bit of a rebuild. Like you guys gonna string some wins together, or just gonna like you got to stop the puck more? No. Yeah, I'm trying to. Um, <laughs> you had a good game last night, bud. Not to yeah. pump your tires too much, but I watched no, it. And... No, personally, it's actually been, uh, you know, considering where we're at in the standing, but I'm almost 500. I think one game away 500. So um we're just we're just young and you know sometimes it's not that we're playing bad we're just actually giving up goals that we shouldn't you know like mistakes that we're creating that you know they're you know easy to be fixed but we're still doing it every game you know um that's when that's what happened when you have a young decor and a young team in front um but I know a right, right shot defenseman that's a free agent that's not retired yet that can uh, come in and save the day if you want him to. You can't afford me. <laughs> <laughs> Guys can't afford me. To, you can't afford to move me to Detroit. <laughs> you can live in my guest house, Juice. Yeah. I'm going to go. I'm going to jump in my hot tub after we're done talking here, guys. <laughs> 75 degrees outside. <laughs> Uh, all right, all right, Bernie. Like we well, got we snow here, Juice. Yeah. Oh, that's beautiful. Uh-uh. <laughs> well, bud, we uh, we appreciate you coming <laughs> on. And, and <laughs> Kess and I, I can speak for Kess. We love playing with you. You're one of the best goalies we've ever. I don't hang out with many goalies, but you and I and Kess, we hung yeah. out a lot. Yeah, we did. Well, yeah, we one of the most time. normal goalies I've known, like by far. Like great guy. Love his laugh. Like just. Unreal, like solid guy. Can't say a bad word about him. No, I had a good time with you guys too, and it was actually nice to. to I, I thought our chemistry in Anaheim, everyone, the whole team was was really good, and obviously got along with you guys. Yeah, we were we were a tight team. I think that's why we did so well. Yeah. Let's say hi to uh, Martin and the boys, buddy. Good luck the rest of the season. Thanks, boys. Thanks for having me. Yeah, good luck, Bernie. Thanks for coming on. Yeah, ciao. Okay, guys, thanks again for joining us. We're having a lot of fun. We fixed the uh, audio difficulties, and sky's the limit now for these two, right, Cass? Oh, yeah. Sky is the limit. You just got to subscribe on uh, kessandjuice.com. Kess, we're trying to make it as easy as we can for you guys because we know a lot of our viewers aren't that intelligent. I mean, some of them, <laughs> some of them are, but we got a lot of like simpleton viewers. That's just the kind of... That's the kind of uh, population you and I attract, Cass. So, well, obviously, because we're simpletons. Kessandjuice.com. <laughs> Listen, subscribe, and then go to our Twitter accounts because we're using them more often now. We're we're sending pictures. We're posting what we're gonna who we're gonna be talking to. All giving you all your info. Uh, at Kess and Juice, and then Kess is still at Ryan underscore Kessler. I'm at Kevin Dexa. Sorry, K Dexa three, and. Instagram is is buzzing too. We're all over a producer to get more pics of us, so we'll be snapping more and, and sending them pictures that you can't get on the internet. So all the fun shit that Kess and I are doing in our lives, we're gonna send them to our producer. He's gonna post them, and you guys are gonna get to look at. Sound good? Sound good. Okay, good good week episode, and uh, we'll see you guys next week. <laughs>